Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. <laughs> Plato, at the end of the 13th book of the laws, to which some give the title the philosopher, because he investigates and defines in it what sort of man the real philosopher should be, in the course of his summary of what had previously been fully set forth and established, he adds, every diagram, system of numbers, every scheme of harmony, and every law of the movement of the stars ought to appear one to him who studies rightly. And what we say will properly appear if one studies all things looking to one principle. For there will be seen to be one bond for all these things. And if anyone attempts philosophy in any other way, he must call on fortune to a system. For there is no other path without these. This is the way. These the studies, be they hard or easy. By this course must one go and not neglect it. The one who has attained all these things in the way I describe, him I for my part call wisest. And this I maintain through thick and thin. End quote. But continue the broader quote. For it is clear that these studies are like ladders and bridges that carry our minds from things apprehended by sense and opinion to those comprehended by the mind and understanding. And from those material physical things, our foster brethren known to us from childhood, to the things with which we are unacquainted, foreign to our senses, but in their immateriality and eternity, more akin to our souls, and above all, to the reason which is in our souls. That's what these studies 
are like ladders and bridges too. Hello and welcome to Ask Andrew. I am considering the question, how do I get a classical education if I'm starting as an adult? And I think I probably drove away everybody in the last session. So I'm going to see, well, can I draw anybody back? Well, not if they can't hear me. So maybe you should go out and call your friends back. Or maybe they're probably pretty happy to be gone. Hmm. Well, I guess I need to just press on then because... If I was trying to get them back with a quotation from Plato, that might have been the wrong approach. We've talked about four elements of getting started. We've talked about reorienting yourself, setting goals, pursuing the goals, and we've talked about learning about classical education. Now I want to talk about doing it. But again, be careful here. I don't want to talk about the whole everything. Maybe I'm laying out a curriculum, a path, but probably if that's what you're exactly looking for, I'm going to discourage you. Maybe not. We'll see. You might be thinking, what was that you were quoting? And as I said, it was Plato, but where? Plato was being quoted by Nicomachus of Gerasa in his introduction to arithmetic. And if you've wondered about the place of arithmetic in classical education, if you've wondered about the quadrivium, I think the opening five chapters or so in Nicomachus of Garas's introduction to arithmetic are really interesting, difficult. Well, are they difficult? They're just strange to the modern ear. But they're very profound. But what struck me was... In all of that, you'll understand what I'm saying, says Plato, if you study all things looking to one principle, for there will be seen to be one bond for all these things. If anyone attempts philosophy in any other way, he must call on fortune to assist him. So in other words, either there's a principle that binds all thought together, or we just discover things by luck. I approach this as a Christian, and I believe that our Lord Jesus is that principle. I believe that he enables us to know arithmetic and geometry, music and astronomy, the world we live in, by virtue of being the thing, the principle in which, in in whom all things hold together. And that's going to be important in what I say going forward, because, because for me, let me make a prologue point here. For me, education is all about experiencing, gazing on the incarnate word, and then doing the incarnate word. What I mean is, Jesus himself is the incarnate word. He reveals God to us. And so we simply gaze on him. We we also are called on to imitate the pattern of the incarnate word. And if we see word as a unifying principle or as an idea or as a message, we understand that every book, every work of art, every artifact, every text has its own word. And every sentence is a word. And so we are continually incarnating words, not in the sense of um, sound symbols like grief or time or a world or menu 
or engage. Those are just words that I pulled off a poster. What I mean is ideas, logoi. We are constantly embodying them in sentences, in artifacts, in activities. And education is about learning how to incarnate ideas well. And that's why our Lord Jesus is the form of truth. He is the very form, the incarnate word of truth. And he's the very form of teaching and instruction. And that's why, putting this very practically, doing is the means of learning or doing is the means of understanding. You can read about classical education all you want, but you will not understand it until you try to do it, until you try to get an education and until you try to give somebody an education. You might say until you receive wisdom into yourself and then pass it on to others, but you won't be able to receive and understand that wisdom if you're not doing it. And so the activity is crucial. And, and I want to repeat something from my last session that I think is really important. The content of a classical education really matters a lot. I've, I've spoken about the, the column that I called the tradition. It matters a lot what you think about, but it doesn't matter ultimately what the content is. The goal of getting a classical education, the goal of doing it, is getting good at it at thinking, at communicating, at remembering, at paying attention, at these rudimentary, actually not even rudimentary, but these fundamental universal human skills. If you are getting better at these things, then you're getting educated. And the reason the content matters is that, well, now I'm going to go from my prologue into the talk itself. And I want to make basically four relatively simple points. Point, well, yeah, point one, gaze on truth, goodness, and beauty. Point two, learn the seven arts. Point three, experience gymnastic and music. And point four, follow your orientation toward wisdom and virtue, the one that we began this whole series with. Okay, let's talk about this idea of gazing on truth, goodness, and beauty. How do you do that? How do you gaze on the true, the good, and the beautiful? Incarnate Logos. You only can gaze on truth as a human when it's been made flesh. You only can gaze on goodness when it's been made, when it's been embodied. You only can gaze on beauty when it's been made incarnate. Now, where, how does that happen? That's what a great work of art is. A great work of art is truth embodied well, goodness embodied well, beauty embodied well. And if you want to gaze on the true, the good, and the beautiful, then find true, good, and beautiful things and look at them. Let them teach you how to interpret them, just as you do with a friend, just as you do with your spouse, just as you do with your students, for example. Let them teach you how to interpret them. Uh, uh, Any book is going to teach you how to read it once you've learned the alphabet. It's going to it's going to provoke you to ask questions. It's going to it's going to lead you if you are receptive. You see, and so so gaze on the true, the good, and the beautiful. If you want to expand that a little bit, look up Philippians four eight, and 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 as as it says there, think on these things, things that are noble and lovely and of good report, which I argue can be reduced to summarized in the true, the good, and the beautiful, and find them anywhere. Now, nature is included in this. 
everything God does is true, good, and beautiful. Go out, go out in nature and enjoy it. I, I was out today. There's a hurricane coming as I'm recording this, and and um, I, so there's a little bit of wind. And I went outside, and where I live, there's not much wind. And I, I it took me right back to the September fall days in Wisconsin, which are some of the most perfect days you'll ever find because there's this liquid wind that comes across and it's kind of hypnotic with the the set September heat which isn't as bad as the you know July August heat and it's a beautiful deeply rooted experience experience that enjoy that wherever you can find truth goodness and beauty find it encounter it but that's why the content matters right that's why the books matter that you read. Get the best. And if you read other books that, that are lesser books, modern books, which some of them are awfully good, but if you're reading you know, modern books or watching modern television, see them in light of the great books. Compare them. Compare Captain America to, to Achilles. Why not? Compare Spider-Man to Zeus. Why not? Compare Thor in the movies to Thor in the myth. Why not? Um, I think that uh, it would be informative. It would be instructive. So gaze on the true, the good, and the beautiful. The second thing to do to get a classical education is learn the seven liberal arts. I talked about this somewhat in the last session. The, the adverb I want to give you here is slowly. Learn them slowly. Now, I believe this means if you possibly can, learn a classical language, Latin or Greek. If you have, if you have op, at, uh, access to both and you have to decide, I would, I would prefer Greek. I wish I could have learned Greek. I know a little bit of it. But Latin is very accessible. It's easy to get resources, and there's some really good things happening in the Latin uh, world right now. So if that's easier and more accessible to you, study Latin. But learn them... Not so that you can, um, well, learn them so you can read the great books and talk about them, so that you can think in that language. Now, I'm 54, so I don't want to hear any excuses from you about how you're too old, okay? My brain, it really does slow down, and it really does get harder to learn a language when you get older. So the younger you are, the more I would urge on you, compel you, drive you, force you, beg you to learn a classical language and do it soon. And I don't even care how you do it. Just get going on it. But learn a classical language. Second, learn logic or dialectic. And here I do recommend Martin Cawthorn's book on logic. It's a very clear, accessible, um, easy book, relatively speaking. It's a very good book for, for logic. And it's, it's for homeschooling. It's easy to do day by day. I don't know of a better introduction to logic that, that you can get than, than Martin's book from Memoria Press. But include in your logic studies dialectic, if you like, which means have conversations with people in which you demand of yourself and the person you're talking careful reasoning, consistency. That's what logic is. It's about consistency, coherence, um, harmony of thought. If you cannot string together a syllogism in defense of your position, then humble yourself and acknowledge that. It doesn't mean your position's wrong. It means that you can't defend it as well as you thought you could. So, so force yourself if you have to. Compel yourself to reduce your position on any matter. And, and this is easiest to do on books because they don't matter. 
right? Should Macbeth have killed the king? Who cares? He's, he's, the king's dead. It happened a thousand years ago. But you can learn how to think that way. And please do that. Please learn how to think carefully about your own opinions and subject them to dialectical reasoning and to the laws of logic. You will find that they are very helpful, but they're not total. Third, learn some rhetoric. And, and to, to be self-serving, my advice on learning rhetoric is twofold. One, use the lost tools of writing. I think it's the simplest, most basic introduction to rhetoric. And it honors the canon of, of invention, which I think is crucial to rhetoric and, and is neglected in most modern uh, rhetoric programs. And the second thing is just listen to good speeches Get, get good essay, books of good essays and read them and ask yourself, how, how are, are they persuasive? Are they compelling? Why? Why not? Is the problem with the text? Is it with me? How can I write a better sentence? And so on. So experience rhetoric. And, and again, I, I recommend the Lost Tools of Writing. There are other programs for rhetoric. Um, for adults, I don't think there's anything. <laughs> I don't think there's anything that does what Lost Tools of Writing does, forgive me. Now, there's also the quadrivium. The verbal arts are easier because everybody thinks verbally. The mathematical arts are harder because many of us are intimidated by math. Don't be. Most of us are intimidated by math because we were taught math as though it was not math. We were taught it in a very functional, modern way thing I would urge you to do with arithmetic is spend a minute, if it's all you've got, spend two minutes a day drilling the math tables. If you're, if you're, get, get calculator if it's still available and wherever you are in your drilling, um, drill. See, look, just as it took children practice to get fast at that, why, why do you think, tell me this, why do you think now that you're an adult, you can't get faster at it? Why do you think that? Why have you given up on yourself? You're still the image of God. Go back to the tables and drill for one or two minutes a day. You will accelerate. You will get faster. And then get your hands on that book, Nicomachus of Gerasa's Introduction to Arithmetic, which I think you can get free online. I'm not positive about that. But get your hands on that book and now understand that it will blow your mind if you think it's going to be a modern arithmetic textbook. It's going to be very different from what you expect. So get it and just go through it nice and slow and find some friends to talk about it with. Next, study geometry. After you've got somewhere in arithmetic, study geometry. Give yourself five years if you have to. There's no hurry. But study geometry. And here I do recommend that you get Euclid's geometry. Think about the first statement. A point is that which has no part. Think about it for the rest of your life. If all you can do is get through the opening definitions in Euclid's geometry, you will be benefited by that. You will be blessed by it. Take your time. Now, on music and astronomy, we have a bit of a problem. First of all, you have to finish arithmetic and geometry to the extent that you can finish those. You have to get some degree of mastery in arithmetic and, and geometry, sorry, before you can do music and astronomy. But it's worse than that. In astronomy in particular, there isn't anything available right now um, that approaches astronomy from a strictly classical perspective. And I, I'll just let you know a secret that I'm in the process myself of of. Um, digging deep into the history of astronomy and cosmology to see what we can do um, 
to recover the classical approach to astronomy as a liberating art. I think it's crucial that we do so. I think astronomy is the wedge of civilization. Um, but too often astronomy is reduced just to the practical study of the movements of the stars. It's got to be mathematical. It has to be mathematical. It has to be the study of the Felix Concordia. So if there's nothing available, get the Dover book, Greek Astronomy, Greek Astronomy, and just read that. Um, it'll give you an introduction to how to think about it, if nothing else. But astronomy, we need to, we need to, we have astrophysics at an astro, ast, uh, astronomically great level, but we need something new on astronomy. So I'm looking into where to go on this, and it's kind of my project for the next few years. If you're interested in learning more about that or sponsoring it, <laughs> let me know. Oh, and in Stratford Caldecott's um, Beauty for Truth's Sake, he does have sections in there on astronomy. And there's also these wooden books that you can look up. Wooden as in W-O-O-D-E-N. Look those up if you want something astro on astronomy. On music, the only thing I can think of to suggest right now is Boethius and, and uh, maybe St. Augustine. Um, get Wagner's, well, Beauty for Truth's Sake will introduce you to it. And then David Wagner's book on medieval, um, the medieval liberal, liberal arts in the Middle Ages has a chapter on music. But again, we need a lot of work done. The good news here is there's a college called New College Franklin where Greg Wilbur and others are developing, are, are building a college around the quadrivium. Watch them. They're going to be producing some important things. So let me summarize by, oh, and let me add gymnastic and music. Understand that gymnastic and music in the, in the classical sense, gymnastic means the care of the body. It includes your diet. Take care of your body or you'll end up like me. Exercise, eat carefully. That you, the sound mind in a sound body, that's not just a clever term. That's our duty before God. And then music is... Really, you could say poetics, it's literature, um, and it's also learning how music itself works, uh, listening to good music. Those are, those are important elements. Do, do those things. Think consciously about the nature of music when you listen to music every now and again. Not always, otherwise you get sick of music. Let me add this final thought. As I said before, you get better by one, putting good ideas in your head, and two, using those ideas well. There are bad ideas. They're bad because they create confusion. Put good ideas in your head and use them well. And here's four good ideas. Questions categories, analogies, and forms. Start thinking about what are the questions you're asking. The quality of your life is determined by the quality of the questions that you ask. And if your questions are too low, you're doing a terrible disservice to yourself. What are the categories you're using to think with? quality of the answers you come up with to those great questions is going to be, be determined by the categories you use to think with. Where are you getting the categories that you use to think with? Are they good enough? 
third analogies. What pictures do you use? You know, we interpret life with pictures. What are the pictures you use to interpret life? Are you pushing them too far? Are you using them in the best way? Get skilled at using analogies. And finally, forms. Thought is formal. Sentences are forms. Paragraphs are forms. Poems are forms. Music is form. Math is form. Pay attention to the forms that you're using and try to make them align with the reality outside of your mind so that the forms themselves can lead you on the path to wisdom. And follow your orientation that we started this whole talk with toward wisdom and virtue. If your face is set, as our Lord's face was set to Jerusalem, you will attract the means to the ends and you will also attract enemies. But set your face to go home and don't give up. Get home. Keep going until you're there. And that's, number, that's my sixth element. How to get a classical education. Number one, orient yourself. Number two, set goals. Number three, pursue those goals. Number four, learn about classical education. Number five, do it. Get a classical education. And number six, do not quit. When the sirens are singing to you to stop with their false praise, ignore them. When the cyclops are threatening you with fear and terror, ignore them. When Scylla and Charybdis has thrown you into a dilemma that you cannot resolve, keep going. Keep on going until you get home because it's at home that Penelope is waiting for you as a faithful bride. I'm very sorry for how long this session has gone, but look on the bright side. This wraps up this five-part series on how to get a classical education, unless I put an epilogue in the next session. In any case, as you seek a Christian classical education, may the Lord be with you. And may the Lord remember you in his kingdom. Thank you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.